All right, everybody. We already did our last introduction, so we're just going to continue this movie. Sorry for the out-of-nowhere stop. We got a phone call that interrupted the recording, and we're just completely sorry about that, aren't mm-hmm. we? We'll be taking it off from the scene, and with all that said, let's do it. Scene. Outside of Florence City walls, Buttercup is riding a horse. A word, my lady. We are but poor lost circus performers. Is there a village nearby? There is nothing nearby for miles. And there will be no one here to to hear you scream. What is that that you are ripping? It's fabric, fabric from the uniform of an officer of Gilder. Who's Gilder? Who's Gilder? God. The country across the sea, the swarm emony of Florin. Go. The four board a boat. Once the horse reaches the castle, the fabric will make the prince suspect the Gilderlands have abducted his love when he finds her body dead on the Gilder's frontier. His suspicions will be totally confirmed. You'll never you'll never said anything about kill you never said anything about killing anyone. I've hired you to help me start a war. It's a prodigious line of work with a long and glorious tradition. Tradition, yeah? I just don't think it's right killing an innocent girl. Am I am I going mad? Or did you say or did you did you say the word think? Escape your lips. You were not hired for your brains, you were hip hipponic. Hippopotamic landmass. Oh my gosh. I agree with physique. Oh, the thought has spoken. What happens to her is not truly your concern. It will kill her and remember this. Never forget this. When I found you, you were so slobbering drunk. You couldn't buy brandy. And you, friendless, brainless, helpless, hopeless, do you want me to send you back to where you were unemployed in Greenland? That's a Vecini. He can fuss. Fuss, fuss. I think he likes to scream at us. Probably means no harm. He's really short on charm. You have a great gift for rhyme. Yes, yes, sort of time. <laughs> Enough of that. Zeke, are those rocks ahead? If there are, we will be dead. If there are, we'll be good. <laughs> no more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Scene. Open water. Anigo is looking beyond the boat frequently. <laughs> we'll reach the cliffs by dawn. Why are you doing that? Are you sure no one's following us? That would be inconceivable. Despite what you might think, you will be caught, and when you are, the prince will see that you are, see that you are all hanged. All of all of our necks on this boat, Highness. The one you should be worrying about is your own. Stop doing that. We can we can all relax. It's almost over. Are you sure nobody's following us? As I told you, it would be absolutely, totally, and in all other ways, inconceivable. Not one in. Gilder knows what we've done, and no one in Florin could have gotten here so fast. Out of curiosity, why do you ask? No reason. 
Suddenly, I just happen to look behind us and someone is there. Probably some local fisherman out for a pleasure cruise at night through eel-infested waters. Buttercup dies aboard and starts swimming away. Splash! Splash! Go in! Get after her! I don't know how to swim. I can only dog paddle. Left, left. To Buttercup. Do you know what that sound is, Highness? Those are shrieking eels. If you don't believe me, just wait. They're always, they always grow louder when they're about to feed on human flesh. If you swim back now, I promise no harm will come to you. I doubt you'll get such an offer from the eels. Scene, boy's bedroom. She doesn't get eaten by the eels at this time. What? The eel doesn't get her. Now, I'm explaining it to you because you look nervous. Uh, I, I wasn't nervous. Well, maybe I was a bit concerned, but that's not the same thing. Because we can stop now if you want. No, you could read a little bit more if you want. <clears throat> Scene, back on the boat. Grandfather, do you know what that sound is, Highness? Those are the shrieking eels. We've passed that. Grandpa, you've already read it. Oh my goodness, I did. I'm sorry. Beg your pardon. All right, all right. Let's see. She was in the water. The eel was coming after her. She was frightened. The eel started to charge at her. And then... Buttercup was lifted out of the water. Put her down. Put her down. I think he's getting closer. He's no concern of ours. Sail on. I suppose you think you're brave, don't you? Only compared to some. Scene, base of the cliffs of insanity. Look, he's right on top of us. I wonder if he's using the same when we, the we are. Whoever he is, he's too late. See, <clears throat> the cliffs of insanity. Hurry up, move the thing and that other thing. Move it, we're safe. Only physique is strong enough to go up our way. He'll have to sail around for hours till, his fi- till he finds a harbor. Climbing the cliffs, Indigo, Vizini, and Buttercup are hanging to Physique as he climbs the rope to the top. He's climbing the rope! He's gaining on us! Inconceivable! Faster! I thought I was going... I thought I was going faster. You were supposed to be doing this... Colossus. Colossus. You were this great legendary thing, and yet he gains... Well, I'm carrying three people, and he's got only himself. I don't expect excuses. I'm just going to have to find myself a new giant, that's all. Don't say that, Vizini, please. Did I make it clear that your job is at stake? Scene, at the top, Vistique, Vizini, and Indigo are looking down at the masked man climbing the cliff after Vizini cuts the rope. He's got very good arms. He didn't fall. Inconceivable! You keep using that word. I do not think you know what- it, I don't think it means what you think it means. My god, he's climbing. Whoever he is, he's obviously seen us with the princess and must therefore die. You carry her. You carry her. We'll head straight for the glider. The, oh, sorry. Gilder Frontier. Catch up when she's dead in the falls. Fine if not the sword. I'm going to- I'm going to do him left-handed. You know what? You know what a hurry we're in? Is it is the only way. 
I cannot be satisfied if I use my right. It's over too quickly. Oh, have it your way. You be careful. People with masks cannot be trusted. I'm waiting. Vecini, Fistique, and Buttercup uh, depart in the ruins, leaving Indigo to prepare for the masked man. Hello there. Slow going? Look, I don't mean to be rude, but this is not as easy as it looks, so I'd appreciate if you wouldn't distract me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. The masked man. Thank you. I suppose you could not speed things up? The masked man. If you're in such a hurry, you could lower a rope or a tree branch or find something useful to do. I could do that. I still got some rope up here, but I do not think you would accept my help, since I am only waiting around to kill you. That does put a damper on our relationship. But I promise I will not kill you until you reach the top. That's very comforting, but I'm afraid you'll just have to wait. I hate waiting. I could give you my word as a Spaniard. No good. I've known too many Spaniards. Is there not any way you could trust me? Nothing comes to mind. I swear on the soul of my father, Dominico Montoya, that you will reach the top alive. Throw me the rope. Thank you. Well, we'll wait until you are ready. Again, thank you. I don't mean to pry, but you don't have by any chance happen to have six fingers on your right hand? Do you always begin conversations this way? My father's was slaughtered by a six-fingered man. Was a great sword maker, my father. When Six Finger Man appeared and requested a special sword, my father took the job. He slaved a year before it was done. I've never seen. I've never seen it so. I've never seen its equal. Six Fingered Man returned and demanded, but at once the tenth price promised. My father refused. Without a word, the Six Finger Man slashed him through the heart. I loved my father, so naturally I challenged his murderer to a duel. I fail. Six-fingered man leave me alive, but gave me this. How old were you? I was 11 years old. When I was strong enough, I dedicated my life to studying the fencing. So the next time I would meet, I would not fail. I would go up to the six-fingered man and I'd say, Hello, my name is Amigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. You've done nothing but study swordplay. More a pursuit than a study lately. You see, I cannot find him. It has been 20 years, and I, have start, and I am starting to lose confidence. I just worked for a senior to pay the bills. It's not a lot of money in revenge. Well, I certainly hope you find him soon. <clears throat> so you are ready then. against me, eh? Whether I'm not, you've nor been a fair. Listen, 
سيرمي هزستاني يزق ليبا window as an artist like yourself. However, since I can't have you following me either. Roberts hits an Inigo over the head with the hilt of his sword. Inigo hits the ground out cold. Robert apologizes. Please understand, I hold you in the highest respect. Scene. Halfway up the hill, nearby boulders, Pasini sees a black figure of Roberts moving towards them. Inconceivable! Give her to me. Catch up with us quickly. What do I do? Finish him. Finish him. Your way. Oh, good. My way. Thank you, Vizini. Which way is my way? Pick up one of those rocks, get behind the boulder, and if you miss, the man in the black will come running around the bend. In a minute, his head is in view. Hit him with a rock. That way's not very sportsmanlike. Robert approaches the boulder, then slows down. A rock? Dis a rock disintegrates itself just in front of him. I did that on purpose. I did not have to I did not have to miss. I believe you. So what happens now? We face each other as God intended, <clears throat> sportsmanlike. No tricks, no weapons, no skill against skill another. Skill against skill another. You mean we'll put you put down your rock and I'll put down my sword and we'll try to kill each other like civilized people? I could kill you now. Frankly, I think the odds are certainly in your favor. At hand fighting. It's not my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. No effect. Look, are you just fiddling around with me or what? I just want to make you feel you're doing well. I hate for people to die embarrassed. Real quick. And a good thing too. 
Why are you wearing a mask? Were you burned by acid or something like that? Oh no, it's just very terrible. It's just very terribly comfortable. Comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. <gasps> I, just, <laughs> I just figured out why you give me so much trouble. Why Zach, do you think? Well, I haven't fought just one person for so long. It's been special. I've been specializing in groups, battling gangs for local charities, that kind of thing. Why should that make me such a difference? Well, you see, you are different. You you use different moves when you're fighting half a dozen people, and when you only have to be worried about one. Fazini drops unconscious to the ground. I do not envy you the head the headache you will have when you awake. But in the meantime, rest well and dream of large women. Scene: The ruins. Humperdinck is looking at the scuff marks on the ground. Mounted shoulders and Count Rugen are present. There's a mighty duel here. It ranged all over. They were both masters. Rugen, who won? How did it end? Humperdinck. The loser ran off alone, and the winner followed these footprints towards Gilda. Shall we track them both? The loser's nothing. Only the princess matters. Clearly this was all planned by the warrior of Gilda. We must be ready for whatever lies ahead. Could this be a trap? I think everything is a, a trap, which is why I'm still alive. Scene. Open area. Messini is seated behind a covered table. Buttercup is blindfolded and is sitting on his left. On the table is a bottle of wine and two goblets. Robert approaches the table. So it's down to you and me, and it's, and it's down to me. If you wish her head, by all means, keep moving forward. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. You're trying to kidnap what I regularly stolen. Perhaps an argument can be reached. There will be no argument, and you're killing her. Well, if there is, if there can be no argument, then we are at an in, impasse. I'm afraid so. I can't complete uh, you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're smart. Let me put it in this way: you have been, you've heard of Plato, Estrello. Socrates? Yes. Morons! Really? In that case, I challenge you to a battle of wits. For, for the princess? To the death. I accept. I accept. Oof. Good then, pour the wine. Robert pulls out a small vial of and uncorks it. Inhale this, but do not touch. I smell nothing. What do you not smell is called inocane powder. Iocane powder. It is orderless, odorless, tasteless, <laughs> tasteless, <laughs> tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid, and it is among the, it is among the more deadly poisons known to man. Hmm. <clears throat> the dread pirate turns away from Messini with the goblets in hand. He pours poison in each, uh, in goblets replaced on the table in front of each. Alright, where is the poison? The battle of wits has begun. It ends with when you decide and we both drink. You find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you sort of a man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now a clever man would put it, the poison into the enemies. Now a clever man would put the poison... Oh, because... 
You wouldn't know the only a great fool would reach for what he given. I'm not a great fool. I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it. So I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You made your decision then? Not remotely, because Idlecane comes from Australia. As everyone knows, and Australia is entirely people peopled with criminals, and criminals are used to having people not trust them, as you are not trusted by me, so I can clearly not choose the one in front of you. Truly, you have a dizzyingly intellect. Wait till I get going. Where was I? Australia. Yes, Australia. And you must have suspected I would have known the powder's origin, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You've been beating my giant, which means you're expecting extraordinarily strong, so you could have put the poison in your own goblet, trusting, trusting on your strength to save you, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. We've also bested my sp Spaniard, which means you must have studied, and in studying you must have learned that man is mortal, so you don't have to put the poison as far from yourself as possible, so I can clearly not choose the one in front of me. You're just trying to trick me into giving you away something. It won't work. It has worked. You've given me everything. Everything away. I know where the poison is. Then make your choice. I will, and I choose. What in the world can that be? Mazzini gestures up away from the table and Roberts looks. What? Where? I don't see anything. I, I could have sworn I saw something. No matter. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. Me from my glass and from me and from yours. They drink. You guessed wrong. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha, you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous... I've never get I've never get involved in a land war in Asia, and only slightly less known in this. Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Ha 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 ha! Mussini stops suddenly and falls dead to the right. Who are you? I'm not one to be trifled with. That is all you ever needed to. That is all you ever need to know. And to think, all the time, your cup was the one poisoned. They were both poisoned. I spent the last few years building up an immunity to idolkin powder. Seen at the boulders, Humperdinck. Someone has beaten a giant. There will be a great suffering Gilda if she dies. Seen along the hillside. Catch your breath. If you'll release me, whatever you ask for, for ransom, I'll get it to you. I promise. Ha! And what is that worth? The promise of a woman? Your funny highness. <sighs> I was giving you a chance. It's no matter where you take me. There's no greater hunter than Prince Humperdinck. He can track a falcon on a cloudy day. He can find you. You think your dearest love will save you? I never said he was my dearest love. And yes, he will save me. That I know. You admit to me that you do not love your fiancé. He knows I do not love him. Are you not capable of love, is what you mean? I have loved more deeply than a killer like yourself ever could dream. Robert almost slaps him. That was a warning, Highness. The next time my hand flies on its own, and before I come from, there are penalties when a woman lies. Scene 
At the table, Humberdink sniffs the vial. I okay. I bet my life on it. And there are the princess's footsteps. She's alive. Or or was an hour ago. If she is otherwise, then I will find her. I shall very put out. Scene. Grassy hillside along the gully. Rest, Highness. I know who you are. Your cruelty reveals everything. You uh, you are the Jed Pri- Pirate Roberts. Admit it! With, with pride, what can I do for you? You can die slowly, cut into a thousand pieces. Tisk tisk. Hardly complimentary, your highness. Why lose your venom on me? You killed my love. It's possible. I kill a lot of people. Who was this love of yours? Another prince like this one? Ugly, rich, and scabby? No, a farm boy. Poor, poor, and perfect. With eyes like the sea after a storm. On the high seas, your ship attacked, and dread pirate Roberts never takes prisoners. I can't afford to make exceptions. I mean, I mean, once word leaks out that a pirate has gone soft, people begin to dis- disobey you, and that's nothing but work, work, work all the time. You mock my pain! Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. I remember this farm boy of yours. I think he would, think he would be, what, five years ago? Does it bother you to hear? Nothing you say will upset me. He died well. That should please you. No bride attempts or blubbering, he said simply. Please, please, I need to live. It was the police that caught my memory. I asked him what it was so important for him for him here. True love, he replied. And then he spoke of a girl of surpassing beauty and faithfulness. I can only I can only assume he meant you. You should bless me for destroying him before he found out what you really are. And what am I? Faithfulness. He fa- faithfulness. He talked of madam your ruling faithfulness now tell me truly when you found out he was gone did you get eager to your prince that same hour or did you wait a whole week out of respect for the dead you mock me once never do it again i died that day you you can die too for all i care buttercup pushes roberts down the hill as you wish. Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? Buttercup jumps down the hill, rolling after him. Scene, hilltop. Humperdinck and soldiers are mounted. He disappeared. He must have seen us coming in and might account for the pa- panicking error. Unless I am wrong, and I am never wrong, they are headed towards the into the fire swamps. Scene, gully. Roberts lost his mask on the roll down. Can you move at all? Move? You're alive? If you want, I can fly. I told you I'd always come for you. Why didn't you wait for me? Well, you you were dead. Death cannot stop stop true love. All I can all it can do is delay for it for a while. I will never doubt again. There will never be a need. They kiss. Scene. Boys' bedroom. Ah, no, no, please. What is it? What is it? What's the matter? They're kissing again. Do we have to hear the kissing part? Someday you may not mind so much. Skip on to the fire swamp. That sounded good. Oh, oh, you're sick. I'll, I'll humor you. So now, 
Where were we? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Wesley and Buttercup raced along the ravine floor. Raven floor. Ahead looms the dark, the dark of the fire swamp. Your pink fiance is too late. A few more steps and we'll be safe in the fire swamp. We'll never survive. Nonsense. You're only saying that because no one ever has. Scene inside the fire swamp. It's not that bad. Well, I'm not saying I'd like to build a summer home here, but the trees are actually quite lovely. They walk. There is a series of thumping sounds approaching Buttercup. A flame spouts beside her. Her groan catches fire. Wesley smothers it. Well, now that was an adventure. Side, side a bit. Where are you? Where were you? Snakes ahead. You? Well, one thing I, I, I will say. The fire swamp certainly does keep you on your toes. This will all be soon. This, oh my guess. This will all soon be but a happy memory. Uh, Roberts, Roberts, ship revenge, and I came to, at the fire end, and as you know, I'm Roberts. But how is that possible, since you've been marauding 20 years, since he's been marauding 20 years, and you've left him five years ago? I, myself, and often surprised as little, at life's little smirks. See what I told you before about saying please? And you only left... Was true. It. It intrigued Roberts, as did my descriptions of your beauty. Finally, Roberts decided something. He said, All right, Wesley, I've never had a failed. You can try if you like. I'll mostly kill you in the morning. Three years, he said that. Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. It was a fine time for me. I was learning to fence, fight, anything anyone could teach me, and Roberts and I eventually became friends, and then it happened. What? Go on. Well, Roberts had a grown so rich he wanted to retire, so he took me to his cabin and told me his secret. I'm not the Dread Pirate Roberts, he said. My name is Ryan. I inherited the ship from the previous Dread, Dread Pirate Roberts. Just as you will inherit from me. The man I inherited was from the real dead pirate Roberts. Either his name was Comfort. The real Roberts have been retired 15 years and living like a king in Patagonia. Thank you. Then he explained that this name was the important thing for inspiring the necessary fear. You see, no one would surrender to the dread pirate Wesley. So we sailed ashore, took on an entirely new crew, and he stayed aboard, aboard for a while at first, mate, all the time calling me Roberts. Once the crew believed, he left the ship, and I have been Roberts ever since. Except now that we're together, I shall retire and hand the name over to someone else. Is everything, cl- is everything clear to you? Doubtfully nods head. She steps into a patch of lightning sand and promptly disappears. Wesley cuts a vine and dives in after her. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never succeed. We may as well die here. 
No, no, we have already succeeded. I mean, what are the three terrors of the fire swamp? One, the flames sprout. No problem. There's a popping sound. Proceeding. Each we can afford avoid that. Two, the lightning sand. But you were clever enough to discover that what looks like in some future can avoid that too. But Wesley, what about the R.O.U.S.s? Rodent of unu- rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. Arrgh. A large R.O.U.S. appears and pr- pounces on Wesley. Ah, Wesley. Ah. Fighting and wrestling, Wesley versus the R.U.O.S.s. Flame spurts appear, igniting the fur of the rodent, and Wesley stabs it. Scene outside the fire swamp in a lightly wooded area. We did it! Now, was that so terrible? Surrender! You mean you wish to surrender to me? Very well, I accept. I gave full remarks for your bravery, but don't make yourself a fool. Ah, uh, but how will you capture us? We know the secrets of the fire swamp. We can live there quite happily for some time. So whenever you feel like dying, feel free to visit. I tell you once again, surrender! It will not happen. For the last time, surrender! Death first. Will you promise not to hurt him? What was that? What was that? If we surrender, I return with you. Will you promise not to hurt this man? May I live a thousand years and never hunt again. He is a sailor on the pirate ship Revenge. Promise to return him to his ship. I swear it will be done. Once, once we are out of sight, take him back to floor and throw him into the pit of despair. I swear that will be done, says Count Ruger. Buttercup to Wesley. I thought you were dead once. It almost destroyed me. I could not bear it if you died again. But I could save you. Sir, Count Rugen to Wesley. Come, sir, we must get you to your ship. Well, we are men of action. Lies do not become us. Well spoken, sir. Wesley notices Rugen's hand. What is it? You have six fingers on your right hand. Someone was looking for you. Rugen knocks Wesley cold. Scene. Pit of despair. Actually, everybody... That's the end of the part one. Sorry about the two cuts in the middle there with 10 minutes in. And thank you so much for watching, listening to this episode. Um, we're going to release this one. And then a couple of minutes after we get some more stuff highlighted, we'll just be back with the next episode. Ain't that right? Yep. All right. See you guys next time with A&C in the morning. Zara da da da